Money Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. Well, it's Friday, which means it's just podcast day, no video cast to go with us, which pleases me immensely. It's so much easier <laughs> to just do a podcast. Hi, everybody. I'm Don McDonald. This is Talking Real Money. And on Fridays, we try to catch up on questions. We're not going to completely catch up, but we're going to get close, at least with those that have been called in to 855-935-TALK or have recorded audio from TalkingRealMoney.com on the contact form. So, again, those are, those are the ways to get in touch with us. You call 855-935-TALK or you go to TalkingRealMoney.com and you click on the contact form and then we answer the questions on the podcast. So please make sure you leave as much information as possible. We can edit it out. We can't really add information. So leave as much information and background information as you can and make sure you tell us what the question is, which most of you do a really good job of. And again, the number 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. We uh, record those questions 24 hours a day. And let's get to our first one that came in mm, a couple weeks ago, I think now. We're, we're just catching up. Hi, Don. This is Tom from Texas. And I am investing in the, basically the Paul Merriam and uh, Ultimate Buy and Hold portfolio. And I wanted to know what you thought about the Avantis funds, which um, are not officially uh, index funds, and they also have a slightly higher um, um, fee than the uh, Vanguard funds. But a lot of the funds that uh, Merriman uh, recommends are Avantis funds. I wanted to see what you thought about that. Thanks. You're right. The Avantis funds are not true index funds. They are, in fact, very, very, very similar to the funds from Dimensional Funds, which are not index funds. They're asset class funds. They're looking for securities that fit in a particular niche in the market, and they have some rules about which stocks are allowed in the portfolio. So it's a rule-based actively passive group of funds and the reason for the I mean, the similarity is understandable given the fact that it was founded and managed by people who came over from dfa from dimensional funds we like them a lot yes they are more expensive because they're more complicated to run they're also smaller as they get bigger i would imagine their fees should come down uh, but uh, and they're all ETFs, which makes them relatively inexpensive to begin with. They're they're not Vanguard cheap, but they are pretty inexpensive. So uh, do we do like them? We like the fact that it allows you to build. It's a group that allows you to build a an academically based portfolio where you can overweight small, you can overweight value, you can get your emerging markets, you can uh, you, you you can have those asset classes that have historically added a little tiny bit of return. Just the, and, and the fact that every little bit of return helps is why we believe, particularly for larger portfolios, that you go to the asset class style of investing. And, if, and it's harder to do on your own, which is why there's demand for advisors who do that. 
But uh, we do like the funds. Thanks for the call. We appreciate it. 855-935-TALK. And let's grab our next call. Hey, Don. Uh, my name's Kevin. Uh, you might remember 20 years ago, roughly, you were doing a show in Bellevue. And you had no commercials. And uh, this was in a big studio uh, auditorium. And I was the first one to ask the question. And what I asked was, can I have a pencil? <laughs> anyway, so it's pretty funny. That's how you'll remember me. Um, so my question is, uh, I've got about a little, right around 400, depending upon the fluctuation of the stock market, but it's right around 400 as far as my uh, Vanguard account goes. I think, yeah, I'm guessing 390, 395 is raw. I'm 57 years old and I mean, I'm all out on risk. I mean, I'm, I'm a, like full gangsters. Go ahead, you know. I really don't know whether it's okay for me to feel comfortable or not. Uh, between uh, Social Security, uh, I get about four hundred dollars a month from the VA, and uh, four forty, I think it is, and then I'll have Teamster Retirement, which I'm guessing is going to be three to four hundred dollars but that won't start for another 10 years because i'm 57 so anyway i mean i don't know whether i'm okay or i'm not okay so anyway that was my question all right thanks bye <laughs> well i remember the pencils and i'm pretty sure that the venue was safeco auditorium in uh in the u district pretty sure I don't remember you. I'm sorry. I did multiple shows that day. Uh, but I do remember the pencils well. As a matter of fact, I still have several of them. The pencils were actually made of shredded and compressed U.S. dollars. And the pencil part still works. But given the fact that these are roughly 30 years old, the erasers have dried up. You can't use the erasers on them. But I still have some pencils. I make take them to a future retire meet or something and give them away. But thanks for that. Okay, now some of your call I had to edit out because it was so garbled. We had a terrible, terrible connection, but I got the gist of it. So, And I think everybody else will get the gist of it. You're saying you've got $400,000 invested. You feel you're a risk taker. You've got a, uh, a small Teamsters pension that's going to come in in a decade. you got uh, – VA money, you're going to have Social Security. Are you okay or not? I believe is the question. Do you have enough money? Well, maybe. It depends on your lifestyle. Because remember, Social Security is typically two to $3,000 a month. Add to that another maybe $1,000 from your pension and your, your VA benefits. And maybe, maybe another hmm, 400. I, I would say you could probably do 500 a month or so from the 400,000 without breaking a sweat. You might get a little more out of it. So if 4,500, maybe to 5,000, stretching a little, 4,500 to 5,000 a month is enough to support you comfortably to pay your bills and leave some left over for a little enjoyment, then you're in pretty good shape. Otherwise, 
since you've got a while till retirement, if you are able and you are still working, then keep funding your retirement account. Keep building that up. And I'm going to say this a lot in this episode. Go take the risk quiz. Okay? We don't really know what our risk tolerance is. But the risk quiz is really good at getting to the heart of your true ability to tolerate it because it asks some really interesting probing questions. And so I'd go take that. It's free. It's at TalkingRealMoney.com. There's no obligation. Nobody's going to call you. Just go check it out. All right? Thank you for the call, and uh, let's take another one. Hi, this is Jacqueline, and I have bought stock with Home, uh, and um, they just cashed it out for me. So I just need to know, do I have to pay tax on that? Because I didn't sell it myself, and I didn't intend to have that money um, this year for my taxes. So do I need to pay tax on that? It's about $20,000. Thanks. Okay, I got the name Holmes. Holmes. I don't know if that's H O M E S or H O L M E S or if that I or if that's I don't something else, but it appears you bought some sort of a security and then it was sold. And it sounds like it was sold for you. I don't know why, but if you purchased a security and it was sold at a value in excess of what you paid for it, for example, if you paid ten thousand for it, and you got twenty thousand, you have a ten thousand dollar capital gain. If you paid zero for it, you got it like in a company plan or something, and it's now worth twenty, you're going to pay a capital gains tax on twenty thousand dollars. But you'll know, you should know. I would imagine it was done through some sort of a brokerage account. You'll get a ten ninety nine from them, which will tell you what your capital gain is. And then if you have an accountant doing your taxes, they, they're going to know exactly what to do. You just take them the form. If you're doing them yourself, if you're doing them online, it's going to say, did you get a 1099 form B? And it'll say, put in box number, such and such and so and so, which will calculate your tax. But yes, you will owe taxes if you have a gain on these on this security, whatever that might be. So if you do have a gain on the security, then you will owe a tax and you'll have to pay that in 2022. Uh, you may need to pay it in 2021 if you're uh, gonna have to, if you're gonna owe some money. You should pay that earlier. Thank you for your call, Jacqueline. We appreciate it. Let's sneak a last one in. This one also a phone call to eight five five nine three five talk. Hi, Don. Um, my name is Greg. I'm 73, and I just retired, although I'm, my wife is younger, and she's still working in maybe another year or so. Um, we have 76% of our stock portfolio, which is total portfolio is about $2.1 million. 76 of that 76% of that portfolio is in equities. I'm thinking even with our high risk tolerance that we should be in 60% or less since we're close to retirement or in retirement. Uh, I should also add that we have about 60 or 70 stocks, almost all in small positions, like 100 shares, 150 shares, that kind of thing. Uh, we do have a 10% concentration in my wife's workplace stocks, and uh, she doesn't want me to sell those stocks. And, of course, we won't be touching her 401k to sell. But essentially, we have our own index fund is what's happening. Um, my question is, what criteria do I use to reduce our 76% equities to, say, 60%? I thought about selling 
you know, holding on to the, more of the value stocks, selling some of the blend stocks or maybe the growth stocks? Uh, should I be waiting till some of those various stocks are long and then sell, you know, when save me some tax money? Um, and I'll just add, we have in our portfolios a couple of brokerage accounts, a couple of traditional IRAs, a couple of Ross, and then her 401k. Now, at the beginning of your call, I was feeling pretty darn good about it when you said you had 71% of your 2.1 million or 76% of your 2.1 million in equities. I'm thinking, yay. And yeah, at 73 years old, you probably, probably age-based, you want to be more conservative, but then there is emotional. If you have the emotional wherewithal to stand a more aggressive portfolio, great. I would, again, suggest you go to TalkingRealMoney.com, take the risk quiz, find out where you are really. But then, then you got to the gist of the thing. And let me tell you, you don't have anything like an index fund. 60 to 70 stocks? What index has 60 to 70 stocks in it? The Dow's not an index. That's just an average. And it's a stupid average with 30 stocks in it. You do not have an index. And your risk is really high because you have the risk of individual companies failing and taking out a sizable portion of your portfolio. The simplest thing to do would be to do a little tax planning over the next couple of years. Just look at how much you can sell, sell it, take the gain, and get either get that into a well-diversified portfolio of the kind of funds I talked about earlier, those asset class funds. I really believe you'd be smart, super smart, to get yourself a fiduciary advisor, get out of the brokerage accounts completely, leave the brokerage firms 100% lock, stock, and barrel because they did this to you, and get yourself a fee-only, non-broker, dealer, financial advice provider. They're called a registered investment advisor who pay, who charges one or so a year on the first million and probably quite a bit less on the next million if they're worth their salt and start rebuilding your portfolio. And oh, I, I just regret your wife's emotional attachment. It's a pure emotional attachment to her company. She doesn't know more about the company than anyone else just because she works there. And I think it's a mistake unless they're restricted shares to keep money in a single company stock or even 60 to 70 companies. I would get a diversified. You want real diversification? You should have 13,000 stocks in your portfolio and 20,000 bonds. That's real diversification. And then the worry decreases. As a matter of fact, the risk of total loss practically vanishes. And all you're left with is just the risk of fluctuation, the volatility that we experience in the market, some of which is going to be mitigated by the bond portion of your portfolio. So I think you need to start from scratch. I think you've done well to get to $2.1 million, but I honestly believe you could have gotten to more than that if you'd done this with a more diversified portfolio and had less frights along the way, thanks for your call. And again, the number is 855-935-TALK to call in your questions. 
24-7, or on Saturdays between 3 and 5 Eastern, noon to 2 Pacific, you can call that number and we'll answer live on the show. We do a radio show that turns into a podcast, and that we record between 3 and 5 Eastern, noon to 2 Pacific, same number, 855-935-TALK. You can also send in questions for the podcast. You can either type them or record them with a microphone at TalkingRealMoney.com. And finally, if you need more help, you need somebody to help you, well, for example, Uh, As in the last caller, if he just wanted somebody to help him figure out how to sell, just you need an hour's worth of help, we'll give you that for free. No cost, no obligation, no high-pressure, stupid sales pitch. Just help. Just help. Why do we give it away? Because we found it helps build our business. Not by directly pushing you to buy things, because that would be stupid. That would defeat the whole purpose of what we're trying to do. No. By helping everybody, those who discover (laughs) through the meeting or via a friend that they really need help are likely to come to us because they go, well, they're not a pushy bunch. We're not a pushy bunch. And we don't sell commission products. And we don't sell individual stocks. And so if you want to meet with one of our advisors at Vestory by Appella, which is the name of our company, just go to Vestory.com, V-E-S-T-O-R-Y.com. Set up an appointment. Somebody will get in touch with you, usually within a day, maybe less, depending on when you set up the appointment. And um, we'll get you going on a better path to a brighter future. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Tell your friends, your neighbors, your relatives, your enemies even. And if you really like what you hear, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. Preferably a nice one. Even if you're young, you can be nice. Come on. You know we help you, even if we don't like crypto. Thanks again. Sitting around, thinking, talking, dealing with real money. I'm Don McDonald. that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. That's a wrap.